You've been thinking about it, and the thought is getting louder. Escaping your 9 to 5. It excites you. Deep down, you've seen the clues and have felt the feeling. The feeling that your life isn't meant to be lived within the confines of the 9 to 5 existence. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Professional Women's Escape, where each week we help you break free from that 9 to 5 and break into your dream business. By overcoming mindset, using and uncovering your industry expertise, and hearing how others like you have already escaped, we'll give you the inspiration and know-how to make your Maybe I Can Do It into Oh Yeah, I Did It. Here's your host, Ebony Cruz. Welcome to the Professional Woman's Escape Plan. This is your host, Ebony Cruz, the entrepreneur coach that is guiding, mentoring, inspiring you to be the best that you can be. Remember, get out of your head and create that GVP and like build that business, build that brand. So welcome to this episode. Now, all throughout this season, we are talking about relationships, okay? Y'all gonna get tired of me in relationships, but relationships out of all of my years doing this entrepreneur thing, relationships have been very important to my life, to my success. And um, we got to just did, we just got to talk about it. All right. We just got to get it out. And so today we're going to talk about relationships and uh, in relations to a supportive spouse. Okay. So for me, I definitely can say I've had a roller coaster of supportive spouses. <laughs> and I talk about that because when I first had my first child, I was roughly about 18 years old. I believe 19 years old when I had my first child. So at the time, entrepreneurship, I didn't know if that's something I wanted to do. I was actually in college braiding hair on the side. So it wasn't something that I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I made a lot of great money while braiding hair in college that kind of, you know, supported me, um, through, through that journey that, um, somewhere or another end up opening a, a whole hair salon, y'all open up a hair salon without a cosmetology license, only a braider's license and like had barbers, stylists. Like, I think I even had a nail tech at one point, like that's the craziness. Okay. But let me tell you how that happened. The support of a spouse. All right. So when I was in college, obviously it was my oldest, um, and you guys don't know this, but my oldest daughter, her dad, um, he definitely supported the the craziness um, and would refer players that he knew, uh, friends or whatever, so I could do their hair and stuff. Uh, always supported the vision. Now, um, unfortunately, him and our relationship didn't last, but we still always remain great friends. Um, very great at co-parenting. We were just amazing. I love that part about it. And he was always supportive whether we were together or not. Made a difference. Mind you, during this course of the period, I was not um, at a space where I knew what I wanted to do. So according to statistics, though, over about 50% of startup businesses, they fail. And often that the reason why they fail is not just because strategy or marketing of products or just timing. Unfortunately, the number one, one of the number one factors stem from home and the impact on one's confidence and certainly the support of their spouse. So, for example, one of the factors is a lack of support. Okay, now I've been 
in the dating world, well, I've dated guys that, you know, love the idea of me and running my business or having a business, but did not love the idea of supporting it. Okay. You know, some of the things that would make these relationships fall apart was more because you don't have enough time for me. Okay. And I'm like, I don't have enough time for you. Boy, do you see me trying to build this business? <laughs> I'm like, what? You know? And, and so those are the things that I would hear. So unfortunately, that's what probably many of you either are dealing with now or have dealt with. Now, for those of you that are married, obviously, I can't speak on the marriage front because I have never been married, been engaged, but never been married. But I can say when I opened my hair salon, I was with my son's father, very supportive. Matter of fact, he was one of the ones that did push and say, hey, open the salon and even got his barber to come and be the head barber in the salon. So that's real support right there. You hear me? <laughs> he brought he, he took his barber from another shop, you know, and brought him to our shop. And it was so successful, um, you know, for the years that we did have it. Now, mind you, me doing hair was something that I, I, I like to braid as a hobby. But when I actually opened a full operating salon, it was like, oh, this is not it, honey. This is just not where it's at. But without his support on days that I did not want to do it, you know, I probably would have closed that salon much sooner than I did. Okay. So let's, let's do this. I'm gonna just give you guys kind of like the rundown of why you need someone that's supportive, um, especially if you're working a nine to five right now. And for those of you that are dating, you know, I've heard where people say, you know, you got to date an entrepreneur because they understand an entrepreneur. And that's not necessarily true. You just got to date someone that supports you just as much as you support them. So imagine you getting home. All right. Imagine you, you getting home and as this female entrepreneur. And, you know, remember, although you're building your business, we still to a degree have um, responsibilities that our husbands, our children, our boyfriends or, you know, whatever the situation may be, boot thing. I don't know. Right. Whatever that we still have responsibilities that we have to do as far as prioritizing, building our business, our home and our family. So if your husband makes it feel as if you're neglecting him when you get home, yes, that's going to affect your morale. Yes, that's going to affect your input and your output in your business. Yes, support, especially from a significant other, it is crucial to the success of your business. And one should be able to go to his or her spouse and express ideas. Look at this picture. What do you think? Um, and I'm going to talk about, you know, now moving on to the brand, Ebony Cruz brand, you know, has been in, it has been evolving for, I want to say since 2012, right? It has been evolving. And I love the way the growth of the brand in itself, but I also love the growth of myself and the support that I receive from my spouses. And so when I say spouses, y'all, I'm talking about my BD, baby daddies, <laughs> because those are my support systems. Now, have I dated? Of course I have dated. I probably have not gotten or a guy have not gotten so into my entrepreneurial world because it is busy. And sometimes I don't make time for the 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 learning of a new person. And, and I'm just in my own comfort zone. That's just kind of like my own thing. A little too much information there. But anyways. All right. So. My youngest, her dad, I send him pictures, clips of, um, say, for instance, uh, the promo for this season. So I sent it, right? I sent it to him. I said, what do you think? Amazing. However, 
change this, move that, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, you don't like how that sounds? I'm like, well, that's not the fine, I don't think. I think he's doing some other stuff with it. Okay, but I, I think that's good. I send pictures. What do you think about these pictures? Okay, what about this? What about da-da-da-da? And I get great feedback, right? We bounce ideas. My son's father, he's into, um, um, he DJs, okay? And, and like into like sound and setting up stuff like that. So his business requires a lot of his time. However, I may send him something just to say, what does this look like from your perspective? What do you think? Do, do, does that make sense? Do you like it? You know, give me some feedback, you know? And one thing that I have to definitely give kudos to um, my youngest, her dad, is that he also knows how to check and say, listen, you have been pushing. You need to sit down, take some time and not take some time and work with the kids, but take some time and relax with the kids. All right. So you need that constructive criticism in your world, in your space to produce and foster a successful business in relationship or marriage, okay? So for me, I don't speak about marriage because like I said, I'm not married, so who am I? And I have purposely chosen as of now to focus my efforts on my career and my business. So dating for me is difficult because my number one priority will probably be I don't have enough time to go out with you tonight because I'm actually writing the bullet points for my next podcast. Or unfortunately, I would love to do tea with you or coffee or beignets. I love beignets and coffee. <laughs> they are like my favorite. Um, but unfortunately, I can't do that this evening because I'm studying for my PhD and I don't have enough time, right? So that is my thing. But so the support that I do receive are from my children's fathers, okay? One may be more than the other. However, rest in peace to my oldest, you know, but that I do get that support system. So the way you build this support system. So if you're saying, Ebony, this sounds great. I wish my ex or my current, how can I get them to understand and be supportive? Well, first of all, you have to make sure that your partner knows the vision. Many times people will only share their idea of a product or a service without sharing the, the vision. No one knows the vision. Remember, the vision is in your head. Remember when someone steals your idea? I see a lot of posts on social media. People are like, don't share until you do it. People can't steal the vision. They can go out there and try to do what you want to do, but they can't take the vision because it's in your head. So you have to make sure that you communicate with your partner the impact that the community will have in regards to your business, how you plan on affecting personal lives, others, what you're trying to do. Imagine your spouse randomly coming up to you and he's at an event with you, right? And he's not even getting why he's there. All I'm saying is shake hands and smile. All right. Just that's all I need you to do. However, when someone asks him about the business or about his input or he's lost, he doesn't know the vision. So, no, he's not supportive. He's kind of caught off guard and probably a little pissed that he looks like he doesn't even know what's going on. Right. So that's why you have to definitely make sure your partner is aware of what you're doing. So if you're starting a business for the first time, or let's just say you're kickstarting that business back up. You've been listening to the podcast. Season one got you hyped. You're ready. You discover that GVP. You're ready to launch it. You got the blueprint. All right. This is where now you begin to have these conversations with your spouse to show the vision, what you're doing, how you're doing this. How do you plan on doing this? How is this going to affect our households? How do I plan, I plan on including the children? 
this is what you have to start thinking. Establish the the actual routine. Establish what the vision is, the foundation. Ensure that your spouse understand this is a legitimate sacrifice that you're making for the family. This is a vision of life for the business and you want their support in any way possible. Some of us, I love to see when women post, I don't want the bag, buy me the building. Okay, but why is he buying you the building if he don't know what the building is for? That's still an investment that he's making. So in order for him to invest that type of money in you, you have to ensure that he sees the vision to understand that his investment isn't going down the drain. All right? It can't just be a fly-by-night thing. So your spouse needs to understand what is it that you're doing, communicating the importance, because even your spouse may have an idea to include with the vision, right? They may, they may can help you. My youngest, her father is roughly about a couple of years younger than me. I want to say about eight or nine or <laughs> cougar round, right? <laughs> All right. And so there's a different perspective when it comes to how he consumes information. So I'm putting out something. I'm thinking this is reaching the masses. This is it. And he'll listen to it and say, listen, no, you need to change this a little bit because, you know, some of your followers, your listeners, they may not be on that level yet. So you may need to break it down a little bit so they can understand what it is you're talking about. So, you know, that's what your spouse is for. So some of us are in business and we're hiding things. We're trying to balance out, you know, quality time with our spouse and then business time and then quality time with our kids instead of incorporate everything. So the entire family is on board. All right. So next, in order to be successful in this, you do have to create agreements about time boundaries. Yes, you do. So remember, I told you all that the reason why I don't date a lot right now is because I have said that time is my priority in my business. So anybody that may spark an interest or have an interest or have a conversation with, I am very clear and upfront in the beginning that you may not be my number one priority. Okay, you're going to fall short, all right? Got three kids, got a whole business, going to school, got parents. So you may fall at number seven, right? <laughs> so I'm very honest with that. So for those of you that are currently in relationships or you're married and you're building this business, you know, one thing that happens is we lack the communication that and that creates a clash between our personal life and our business life. So as you're starting out, make sure that you and your spouse are agreeing on time boundaries. Now, if both of you, for instance, work a nine to five. All right. So both of you do this, you know, so outside of work. Now you got to come home, you got to cook, get your home duties. If you have children, you got to add that into the equation. So you must agree on a schedule that involves working weekends as well. Whatever works for your schedule, you got to agree on. And it could be nights because one spouse may work in the morning while the other spouse work at night. And so the best that you guys get to see each other is probably on the weekend. So I'm sure your spouse is not going to want to wake up Saturday morning and be dealing with your business, right? So make sure that you and your spouse talk and agree in regards to what is it and what time that you are going to be working in this business, all right? This helps to alleviate the tension. This helps to ensure that you all are on the same page, that you all know days that are off. You all know where your attention should be, when your quality time with your family should be. This means no computers, no phones, no devices, just connecting. And I have to say that because that was and sometimes still is my number one thing. But when we go out to dinner, my children, my BD will be like, baby mama, put 
the phone down. I'm like, okay, you're right. I am going to disconnect. And I will say this year, quarantine life, COVID-19, when I went out for my birthday, I was celebrating, you know, I got to go out for my birthday. And one of the agreements that I made with the family was I was not going to take my phone, my laptop, because I always take my laptop. (laughs) And I wasn't going to work at all, period. Nothing. Zero work, strictly vacation. And I did. But you guys have to definitely understand that when you're doing quality time and as much as we want to get great photos for social media, you know, I know in our business, we're always thinking about the next best marketing pose or being authentic and showing our life. But it doesn't mean that it has to take away from the quality time with our families because they're already sacrificing to support our business. So at least we can sacrifice some time to give them our undivided attention. How can you include your partner? Because we don't, again, we don't want your partner or your spouse to feel excluded. Whether it's intentional or not, we don't want that to happen. You can try to include your spouse in simple ways. You know, remember I told you all earlier, just by asking their opinion, they feel included. They feel like your, your, their opinion is valued, which it is valued. But sometimes we like, well, we have two different interests. He doesn't like what I want to do. So I don't think he'll understand. That's not necessarily true. So I'm going to give you a good example. Say, for instance, you host events every month. All right. You see your partner is great at graphics. Or maybe your partner just has a amazing following. Okay. Why not use that? Why not get that going? Why not have your spouse go live at this event? Because now that's a new market. That's a new market that can help the family business. Remember, you guys got to remember, this is the family business. So some of you that are with spouses that can't be seen type spouses, you know, some of those relationships ain't going to (laughs) work. And this is what entrepreneurship is about. It is really about being open to your space, to your world, and you're letting others in to understand what it is that you do. Now, also, your partner may be great at addressing concerns that, you know, could be um, a client that you're having with the client. When you're addressing this client to show the best customer service, your partner may add great advice for that. So you, you have to think about small ways of including your spouse in your business, because once you do that, again, it helps the business thrive it helps the family ultimately evolve because you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. So why not cultivate that relationship? Why not build that? And through this journey of mine, I had to learn that sometimes the hard way. And as I evolve, I'm learning that some of the best um, advice, some of the best responses and support that I have gotten came from BD, baby daddy. That's just where it came from. I hope you guys are just dying laughing when I say BD because I swear I get like beat up so bad about that. (laughs) All right. So we talked about making sure your partner knows the vision. We talked about creating boundaries, right? We also talked about including your partner. But one thing we, we didn't discuss is, you know, what are your thoughts when you get feedback from your spouse? So say, for instance, you're having this conversation, you're going to go have this conversation and you don't get the response from your spouse that you want. Right. Say you have a spouse that's like, no, not doing it. Or, you know what, whatever you do it, I don't care. 
right? Because some you're going to get either or. So you have to be prepared for either for for either reaction. You got to be prepared. So let's talk about the spouse that says no, just not happening. There's not going to be enough time. You can't do it because you know we got these kids, right? And and the, you have house chores, and we have this X Y Z. Well, that's where you look, tell your spouse. And again, you talk about this is where we're, we can go if we do this. So how about, hun, give me 60 days, you know, give me 60 days to just see how we adjust as a family to this change. Give me a little time, you know, ask for some time because you don't want to be miserable sitting on your dreams, sleeping on your 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 GVP because of your spouse and making sure that your 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 spouse is is supportive. And you also don't want it to seem like, you know, it's it's your fault if, you know, something doesn't go right in the house. And then the spouse is going to say, well, if you weren't playing with that little business, you know, we could have did X, Y, Z. All right. So you you definitely want to give and take negotiate. Right. Uh, you know, relationships are a lot of negotiation and compromise, whether you know it or not. That's really what it is. But say, for instance, you have that one spouse that says here, gives you the money, funds it, do whatever. I don't care. Right. Yes. You still want to communicate with that person as well. Yes, you do. You still want to involve them because this person may not know how to interject themselves into your space, into your business. And this for some people that I've seen, some couples, this has been like a saving grace for some relationships that this is a common a medium or a, a, a common interest that you two share that has brought back some sparks and some fire. And you can talk about how the relationship has grown with the business, right? Like, come on, y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. Figuring out this GVP and building these relationships will make your legacy, your business, an ultimate success, all right? We're going to get into the quality and the quantity of communication. So we already said we're going to do some talking, but we got to get into the quality of conversation because sometimes you can just talk to your spouse and you're talking at them. You're not, you're not having a real conversation. You're just at them. You're not even listening. You're waiting for them to respond so you can respond right back. You didn't even really hear anything that they said. It's the quality of the conversation that you want to have. And again, it's not always about the business. It could be something about you that you're growing, right? You're, you're noticing different things about yourself and you're getting feedback and honest and open feedback from your spouse. And you have to be able to take this feedback. Okay. And also the quantity, all right, quality and quantity. You need the quantity. You need to make sure that you're just not doing 20 miscellaneous conversations with the generic I love you and you think that is a qualitative conversation. Although you may have multiple conversation, it doesn't mean that it was a productive conversation. So think about those things, okay? And it's also good. I like to do little life checks. I call them little life checks around here, um, especially during family time, because phones are banned. And this came from my oldest. She just bans phones. And as you all listen to these podcasts, you're going to get to know about all of my my children, you know, my family. I hope you all like can relate in some some aspect. But my oldest is like, listen, mom, phones are banned. BD was like, no, we're done. We got we need to definitely um, put down all electronics. All right. Because that, again, provides the quality of your conversation. 
Because you can be listening to someone, but sending a post at the same time and not really comprehending what they're saying, not really digesting what they're saying. I'm not going to continue to talk about I know I don't have your attention. And and one thing about our quality and the quantity of our conversation is I need you guys to be honest and upfront. And those are some hard conversations to have. Like I've had conversations that were some tough pills to swallow in reference to me being my honesty with where I'm going and what I'm doing. And sometimes we avoid those conversations. Sometimes we avoid telling our spouse, listen, you know, I love that you're supporting me. However, you know, I would like that you improve in this area because, you know, this is kind of where it's messing up. at. And it's like those thin line, that fine line that you got to talk to people, but you got to definitely get it out. If you can't discuss what's happening and be upfront with your spouse, like, what what are you protecting? Unless you're like the CIA, the moment you start protecting your spouse and avoiding conflict by hiding what you're doing, you create a hill for your relationship to tumble and fall down. So you need to make sure that you are honest and that you are upfront and that you are ta- you're telling the truth about your goals. And that is even your financial goals. You know, I've seen relationships where the spouse is supporting these businesses, right? Supporting this business. And this young lady was not 100% honest in regards to the income that was coming in. So he's thinking, oh, wow, you know, I just invested, let's say I invested 5000 in her business. And she's telling me, you know, I already got the money back. Well, that's not the case. Your spouse has to know, just like your children, when we discussed in last episode, have to understand the failures and how you plan on bouncing back from that failure, how you plan on getting those funds back. What learning lessons did you have? And that's where your spouses also will come in and say, honey, listen, I know this is your seventh time around the rodeo, but we got to change how we're doing this. We got to change what you're doing because unfortunately, babe, it's not working. You know, yeah, your feelings may be hurt because you just got checked about something that you really love. But that's reality, especially if it's affecting your family finances. One thing that you all have to understand is when you're doing any type of business is that you need to ensure that the family is great first. The family is great first before putting yourself out there and expecting everything to happen for you. Now. Yes, be selfish with your dreams. Yes, follow your dreams. But at the same time, these children, that spouse didn't ask to be a part of that. So you got to respect that. All right. And the better and the more supportive your spouse is, the more successful you'll see yourself go. You have this little glow. People will be like, what you glowing for? Like, what you got going on? Right. You just had this little glow. Right. <laughs> and you just be like, no, it's just life. And they, they don't even believe it. But I, I say this all the time. I be like, it's just life. I'm just telling y'all. It's just this kind of how it is. You know, if you have the support. This also, I'm going to talk about support with, um, because in this season, I don't think we discuss support from like parents and things like that. Um, So I'm just going to throw this in here real quickly. Sometimes when you're starting your business or you're not doing the normal way, and let's say, for instance, you have baby boomer parents. um, I have baby boomer parents. And so they are used to the... The nine to five, they get that 401k, you know, spend 30 years on a job and you get your pension and, you know, the white picket fence. And that's just what it is. And if you don't do it like that, you have failed. Right. So I had to have numerous conversations with my family in reference to I've tried it your way. 
but I did not like the nine to five. And I had to step out of that box and say, mom, dad, I love you all. You have done an amazing job with me. Do not think I have failed, but I got to do it my way. I have to try this business. I have to see if I can build this brand. I I like it. I get fulfillment. I get purpose out of it, right? And you even sometimes got to include them. When I started including my mother on things, her whole outlook on the whole entrepreneurial world completely changed. Completely, y'all. To like she tells me now. Matter of fact, she opened an entire group home because she was like, I'm going to do this. And I supported her. Right. So sometimes you got to have those tough conversations. Your family's going to think you're crazy. They're going to think that it's not going to work. We've never seen this online business and it's just a pyramid scheme and it's just not happening. Right. Because that's what they know. They have never tried it. So you're going to run into those battles. But what you have to do, the more open you are with communication, the more open and real you are with yourself, the more inclusive you are with your spouse, with your parents, with your children. Go back to last week's episode and hear how you can bring your children involved inside of your business. The more communication that you do that is quality, quality communication, the better it will be for you and your business, for you and your brand, right? Because sometimes we don't take these businesses serious. We look at them as little hobbies that we call it a business just to say we're an entrepreneur, but yet and still we have this check that comes in. And so we're comfortable because we know this check is going to always come in. So we don't put a hundred percent forth effort into this business because we're comfortable. But when you start to really think about how How are you building your legacy? How are you creating a legacy for your family? And you could be the first of your generation of your family. And so, yes, you are going to be different. No, they're not going to understand. But the idea for you is to be patient and bring them along with the vision. I want you all to know that having a spouse that is supportive of your goals It's not something that is mandatory. You know, it's not like it's something that just because you and, you know, let's say Johnny, you know, you guys been together for 15 years, some of you five years, two years, whatever, just because you all are together. It doesn't necessarily mean that your spouse is always going to love what you're doing. That does not mean that. But if you have a spouse out of the gate that jumps out and is supportive, you know, that is a privilege. And you want to make sure that you cultivate that because I've heard several stories from folks that say, I was there. I support it. I just didn't feel appreciated, although I did support. You do want to do that in any relationship that you have. You want to ensure that whomever you are working with, whomever you are building this relationship. And if you're new into a relationship, obviously, you're not going to let a person in like that. But if you have been in this relationship and you guys have, you know, if you have done this, yes, you want to show appreciation to your spouse and thanking them for supporting them, thanking them for pushing your vision, thanking them for they might not have even pushed their own thing. Right. But that doesn't mean that because they haven't pushed their own business, that there's nothing inside of them. You could be that inspiration. So once they get started, now you got to juggle and balance supporting your spouse. How can you help your spouse? All right. The support of a spouse from a business. uh, It is one of the best feelings to have to know that I had the longest day of my life. However, I can come home and have this conversation about 
my day and get some guidance. Now, some days you want to come in and vent, right? You want to just go off and, and, and just tell them about your bad day, throw all, all your garbage on them. Like, it's like a little garbage truck. I think that's Joel Osteen who says, it's a garbage truck when people just, blah, like toxic people just kind of just go off you for no reason. You're like, they're just putting out trash. They've just had some, and it's just trash day for that week, right? You got to think that your, your spouse may be having a bad day also. So sometimes you have to look at mannerisms. You have to understand you know, facial expressions, things that they're saying. You got you to gotta understand those things to know, is this an appropriate time to have this conversation? Although I'm upset, I'm in my mood, is this really appropriate? Or am I not being considerate of my spouse? Am I not thinking that my spouse may have had a long day? He may not want to hear this right now. You know, so sometimes that's what the that car ride home can be for. You know, I know a lot of us use it for gossip, but that car ride home is a great quiet time that you can have to digress, right? To breathe easy, bring it down before you go into your home and have a conversation with your spouse. All right. So supportive spouses are the key to building this lifelong business, this lifelong brand. Supportive spouses make a difference, but they're not supportive if you do not take the effort to ensure that they are supportive, to ensure that you are showing your appreciation and you're also showing how you can include them. If you don't do that, your spouse is not just going to wake up and say, hey, let me shoot a video for her today. Or you know what? Let me take a picture. They're not going to just naturally do that. So it's not going to work if you don't work as well. And that's just kind of like a marriage. All right. So whether you're getting married, whether you are married, whether you're dating and you want the support of your significant other, it is key that you go back, listen to this entire podcast. If you have to listen to it three or four or five different times to get pieces of the message that you missed the first time, it is going to be key to how you move forward as you're building this business, as you're building your brand, as you're, you might. And a lot of us right now, are actually reinventing our business, rebranding, because COVID-19 changed the game, okay? And so we were in the house a whole lot with this spouse cooped up, and I don't care how much we was communicating, we tired of this spouse. <laughs> so you guys got to work on that. All right, so next week, we are going to jump into why networking relationships are key to your success. Not getting that business card, throwing it down or connecting on social media and not never supporting, saying anything. Why is networking so important and how can you do it while building a long lasting relationship? The key is identifying in the beginning. And we're going to talk about that next week. All right. As usual, make sure you all follow your girl on all social media platforms. If you have not done so, be sure to go back, check out all of these podcasts, share with someone, enlighten someone, encourage someone else, but make sure you keep on guiding that cruise to success. I'll see you next week.